Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuck Show coming to you live on this Tuesday evening as, well, Braves are hosting Dansby Swanson and the Chicago Cubs as things are wrapping up for the season. Braves uh, have their 100th win under their belt, and the magic number is down to three games for the best record overall. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to our buddy Justin Toscano. He is the Braves beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You can check out all of his work at AJC.com and follow him on Twitter at Justin C. Toscano. Justin, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, with me on the show this evening. Yeah, yeah, of course, John. How you doing, man? Man, I'm great, and uh, I'm certainly better than some of the things going on with our pitching staff uh, right now. You know, look, Justin, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, Justin, I know it's not the same thing as last year where we had guys throwing up in a bucket and were, you know, struggling to come back from oblique injuries and all that kind of stuff. But the perception, you know, they, they always say perception has the same effect as truth. And I think for a lot of Braves fans, we just feel like this is starting to just – kind of go back down that road. So maybe talk me a little bit off the ledge that this is not going to end up, you know, with kind of our pitching worries as we go into the postseason this year. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. And, like, I first, I, I understand that because even though the Braves won the World Series in 21, you know, this year has gone so well that the first, I guess, sign of this year, the postseason, that was only the question, right? It's like, is this team going to be able to keep it together before then? We know unlucky things happen. So I guess. In the attempt to talk you off the ledge, I would probably start with if Charlie Morton's finger sprain is as advertised and he's back for the LCS, if they advance, I'd like their chances because of this. So now the built-in off day in that series is on the NL side now, whereas the AA was the AL side last year. So you've got an off day after game one, an off day after game two for that travel day, and an off day after game four. So here's what that means. You can go, if you want to, you can go Max Freed and Spencer Strider in four of those five games. You only need three starters in that series, tops, uh, if you play the offense like that. But then, of course, that hinges on the Max Freed question, right? I think this is something that he will be able to manage. I mean, it's not, you know, you'd feel worse if it were an injury. A blister can be nasty and it can pop up. And, yes, we will have to see how it is when he comes out of that presumable like game one start but this is a blister not a forearm sprain not you know a finger sprain not an elbow sprain uh this is something manageable they caught it now you know they can work on it and and he's 
he's got two full weeks uh, to be at his best. And he's, you know, still throwing, still keeping his arm going. He's going to be fine. Uh, so that's what I would say is I think this team is so good that if they pitch decently, they will be able to win, you know, every game. And I, I really think that, look, like, yeah, Charlie would be a big loss if he didn't pitch again in the postseason. But if he can be ready for that LCS, I think you've got a good chance of lining up your pitching uh, to get there. And even if Freed isn't, you know, 100% or fully sharp, I think you've got enough depth to win three games in a series, especially because your offense is so good. And those off days really allow you to maneuver things. So I, I think this is really – it's unfortunate, and I see it as, you know, I understand why fans are panicking. But if this were an up-and-coming, upstart team – I would say to worry more. But these guys, you know, they've just won 100 games for the second time, you know, consecutive years for the first time in 20 years. They're breaking all these records. Sure, none of that matters in the postseason, but the guys who did it will be in the postseason. Uh, and so this is the best team you could hope to have. They're the best roster in baseball. And, you know, I, I, this is, isn't far too much to overcome, especially when you consider that last year, you know, Freed's thing was not controllable. And then Strider was – pitching after a month off, basically, just because of that oblique injury. So I think, in you know, in the short term, this is a lot more doable. Justin, you know, how, how much have the Braves talked about, you know, you, you mentioned the records. They've set the modern, uh, you know, the modern era, I guess, 20th century and beyond, a modern era record for runs scored. I mean, Ronnie and Olsen have obviously had magical years doing things that, you know, haven't been done before. They obviously still have a chance to hit the most home runs in baseball history. Like, how much, how much of that conversation has gone on in the clubhouse and with the players, like how cognizant are they about all of these records that are being set this year? Yeah, obviously it's not front of mind, right? Like I think they know when it happens because us and all the fans are telling them about it. They, they're aware of it. They're aware of Olsen. They're aware of Acuna. They're aware of, you know, the team home run records when we tell them. But I think the really special thing about this team is that I – and every team says it, but I truly get the sense it's the case here that they just don't care. Like, they care about the record. They care about winning. They care They care more about the guy next to them than themselves and their own numbers and posting. You know, they care about posting, but they don't care about, you know, their own numbers being, you know, record-breaking. They, they want to win. Like, if, if it helps them win, they'll do it. I think they've proven that time and again. Um, but look, like, anybody who says they haven't thought about it, especially, like, you know, I know Smith, you know, down in it, so maybe he hasn't had a ton of time to digest that stuff. But I know Alex Anthopoulos said, like, after uh, they clinched the division um, in Philly, I mean, he said, you know, when he was talking to Smith's office, said, like, yeah, like, you know, you're always in the moment, you're always working hard, you're always trying to do the next thing. But he even said that, like, he's had a chance to, like, kind of stop a little bit, has to always, you know, has to kind of, take a second to look and smell the roses. And, and he, he, he listed things. He's like, yeah, we had eight all-stars for the first time in franchise history. We had, you know, this guy did this, this guy did that, this guy did that. Like we've had all these things that I think they're really aware of it. And I think that it all contributes to like, maybe, you know, the players and the coaches don't think about it every day, but I think they know how special this season has been. And I think they know that, look, when you show up in most clubhouses in February and spring training, whether it be in Florida or Arizona, you're not going to have this many records broken. Your team probably isn't going to be remembered among the best teams in franchise history and, and baseball history, perhaps. Uh, so I, I do think that they're very aware of it from that perspective. They might, might not know specifics all the time, but I think, I mean, 
say, you know, hear stuff, and then in the dugout they'll talk about things circulating, you know, if it's a record or, you know, they'll know. But I, I think even if they're not focused on it, you know, and don't let them say <laughs> they're not aware of it because I, I truly think they are. How could you not be? I mean, they're human beings, and I think uh, I think everybody understands how special this year has been, which is why they so badly want to finish it off with the World Series. Yeah, and, and obviously it's it's yeah, I, I I don't mean to say it this way, but it's thrown in your face every day, right? I mean, you can't you can't turn on anything Braves related and not see Matt Olson chasing down Rama or um, Andrew Jones's record and this and that. So again, you you almost can't uh, you know you know not help but be cognizant of it. Justin Toscano joining us here on the WaitFor.com Hotline, Braves beat writer for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. If I ask you this question. Who do you think has been who, – who do you think has had a bigger surprise year, Orlando Arcia with what he's done or Marcel Ozuna with what he's done? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. You know what? Oh, man. Uh, dang, that's a good one. Because for me, Arcia was this guy that was going to bat 250 and – you know, maybe he'd have some home runs and he'd play some great defense. He's exceeded expectations, obviously. I thought Ozuna could do this, but I didn't think he could do it to this level. I'm going to say Ozuna. And here's why I say that. Because, like, I think that when I had heard that the Braves believed in RC's bat a little more than the play it was getting, you know, in the media or with fans, I can see that. That is very logical to me. What is not logical to me is that a guy that starts four for 55 – Literally, I mean, like, literally, I think I did, like, what was it, 5 for 59 or 4 for 55 at the beginning of the season. I mashed that up. Marcelo Zuna was one of only three players to start that poorly over his first, you know, such-and-such games since, like, 1995. I think that's the more surprising one because you're talking about a guy who almost has hit 40 bombs after a year in which he struggled after people wondered if they would be FAM, and then – not to mention, after he started this year so brutally as well. So, like, mm-hmm. I would say that's been the greater surprise. Not that I think he couldn't do it, because I think, like, the Braves have been, you know, internally very optimistic that he could get back to a season like this because of what they saw last year and because it's not like he's at the age where he would decline and things like that. But I did not think that you would see, like, I thought, okay, maybe, you know, 25 bombs, 20 bombs, 37, 38, 39, maybe he gets 40. Like, I didn't see that coming. And I think, to me, to me, Arcee has been just unreal. But I think the amount he's exceeded, I could see this. If the Braves thought he was good enough to play at shortstop, that he was a better option than Von Grissom, I would think, okay, whatever. Play some good defense, hit well. He's exceeded expectations. But, I mean, I think you have to look at, for me, where I turn it back is the start that Ozuna had, that April he had, man. I, I thought maybe he'd get it going a little bit, but to this degree – I mean, the guy's got, you know, an 800, mid-800s, 900 OPS since then. Like, he's, it's been unreal. And I think that, to me, that's been more surprising because after that April, you're thinking, like, man, that this has been since 2020 that this guy hasn't been who they thought he was. And you're wondering if it's ever going to happen at that point. And for it to have happened, I mean, he's one of the, been one of the best hitters in baseball since then. And, I mean, on a team that's had two MVP candidates. So, I think Ozuna to me. You know, Justin, I don't, I don't believe he's going to win. But when you look at the season that Strider has had, I mean, look, 
it's going to be probably a 20-win season. It's probably going to be pushing yes. toward 300 strikeouts. Where do you think he finishes kind of in the Cy Young? If we think Snell and um, the, the kid for the the, the uh, Cubs uh, that's in this year, uh, Justin Steele, I mean, where do you think Strider fits into that? Because, again, 20 games and 300 strikeouts. Like, you talk about 40-40 and all those kinds of things. I mean, we don't see that in baseball either. Like, for all the offense we see, we don't see 20 wins and potentially 300 strikeouts very often from a pitcher nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's the one thing, like, I was thinking about um, – because we were talking about this one time when I was on after a series in Chicago, which that would have been early August. And I don't – I thought then, like, hey, if Snell and Steele, if those ERAs get, get up there a little bit, then I think Strider would probably win it based on the fact that you can see that most of the damage comes from home runs. His average against is good. His whip's better. Um, strikeouts, all that stuff. Like, and, but, I, I, you know – I think, obviously, the ERA can't be, you know, a run and change uh, worse than the other guys and finish first. So, if those two finish, I think he finishes third, honestly, because I think he's I think he's close enough. I think he finishes third, but fourth at worst, because I think he's close enough to, now you haven't gone over this, but I think he's close enough to Zach Gallon now where you can probably say, like, okay, the strikeouts are going to carry him over. Um, because I just think, yeah, you look at 20 wins, which – by the way, like, not everybody who votes for these awards is 25 years old, you know? Like, some people still care about those pitcher right. wins because it shows that, you know, you're giving your team a chance. You're going semi-deep into games. Uh, people look at quality starts. Like, I think he's got all of that. Like, when you're looking at even Strider's, like, off starts, you're like, a start that's not that great for him most times is six innings and four runs, and he can still get the win. So, it's like he's giving his team a chance. The strikeouts are, I mean, he's just so far ahead of everybody, especially when you look at the fastest. I don't know if voters will take this specifically, but the fastest to 200 strikeouts is, like, breaking his own record. I mean, like, come on. Like, that's insane. That's just ridiculous to do, you know, to, to do that twice and, and break his own record. Um, I, I think he finishes third. Uh, but I would say fourth at the worst because I, I just think those strikeout numbers are way too gaudy and, and eye-popping to – Really, I mean, I I think to me that forgives a little bit of the ERA because at least you can say, okay, he's limiting outcomes if he's striking out guys so much. Last question for you, Justin. Um, you know, has Rosal Iglesias maybe had one of the more unheralded years? I mean, you know, it's it's been a situation where it doesn't feel like we've spent so much time, and maybe that's just because the Braves have blown out so many people that, again, he's only got 30 saves, and I say that from a standpoint of, you know, maybe some of those games haven't been as close where he could get into 40, 45 saves. But I do think that he's had a really unheralded year. Like, he's really solidified that back-end spot, and I think he's done a really good job with this team. It may not be some of the gaudy numbers, but he's been really good throughout the course of the season, and again, having missed time early on in the year. Right. No, I No, I would agree. Like, I think – that was the one thing last year where I was like, okay, I know Kenley is not, you know, was not, that that was in 2010, 2011, 2012, Kenley last year. But I wondered how Rysel was going to fare after they lost Kenley. Rysel had had such a great second half of the season after the trade that you were thinking, okay, like, you know, this, this works, but let's see how he comes out. I think he's been remarkably consistent. I mean, if you take out those two games, 
in Philly. Um, and, I mean, if you take out really three of his performances this year, I mean, the ERA goes way down. I mean, I think he's had, to me, he's had just a remarkable year. I, I, I feel good about that. Like, if I'm the Braves going into the playoffs, like, I think in an era where there aren't that many dominant closers, like, I'm trying to think of the playoff field. you got Devin Williams in uh, Milwaukee, Evan Phillips in L.A. Uh, you'd have Kimbrell in Philly. I don't think there's anybody with a distinct advantage over Rysel that would be closing games. And that's what makes it feel good is that, like, he's one of those guys where you don't have to worry about how you get the game to the ninth. Just get it to the ninth. And I think, like, yeah, he's had some ups and downs. But I really, really do think if you consider, like, it's – we're all in the weeds on the Braves, so it's easy to say, but if you, when he has a bad outing, but if you consider like most closers, like he is better than most closers in the game. I mean, he's, he's got elite stuff. Um, he throws strikes. Uh, so sometimes, yes, things are going to happen, but I just think he's so good that that's one of the areas, even though the bullpen's had some struggles here and there, I feel good if you just get it to the ninth. Like I, you know, that, that's one of those guys you would want out there. The Braves aren't one of those teams that should have to worry about that. Justin Toscano, he is the Braves beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Check out his work at AJC.com and follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Justin C. Toscano. Justin, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show. We will certainly chat again with you here soon. Yep, yep, you got it, John. Take care. You got it. John Chuck, we will be back. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.